Welcome to Reach, your platform to connect with other executive assistants and acquire game-changing knowledge and perspective. Reach is designed to inspire your workday, guide you through pivotal moments in your career, and transform you into the executive assistant you've always wanted to be. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Reach. I am your host, Jessica Van, founder, CEO of Maven Recruiting Group. And today, I am so incredibly happy to welcome Tanya Benvenuto to our show. Welcome, Tanya. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. So before we get started, a little bit about Tanya and the exemplary career that she's led. So she started initially at Merrill Lynch, where she was an executive assistant and staff supervisor for six years. And following Egon Zender, where she worked uh, supporting the digital media global practice leader for five years, Tanya landed at Okta, where she's been for four and a half years. She started there as the executive assistant to CEO, Todd McKinnon, and was also the administrative manager there. Uh, currently, she's serving as still the EA to CEO, um, but is also in a director position. Um, for those of you who aren't familiar with Okta, they did IPO a couple of years ago. That was pretty fantastic. It was. Um, Tanya got to be on the NASDAQ, yeah, right? Got oh to ring God. the bell. It's yeah, so cool. It was awesome. Like, talk about bucket list. I know. Big dreams. I know. So, um, with those who aren't familiar with Okta, Okta is a platform that securely connects people to technology. And some examples of this, some of the practical applications are um, things like um, enabling multi factor authentication. So like when you try to log in to your bank account and then they text you a code, right? Things like that. Um, And also Okta um, provides uh, provisioning and deprovisioning services for employees. So it makes it super seamless and easy for people to get up to uh, speed quickly with all the different apps and logins and um, accesses that they may need. And similarly, on the converse, if they're exiting a company, it also makes it very easy to deprovision them in a single step. Tanya is the kind of executive assistant who is nothing short of game-changing. I've known three of her former executives and how incredibly happy she's made them. And at the same time, Tanya has always had a passion for leading and mentoring other executive assistants. And while she's no longer in the admin manager role at Okta today, she is here today to tell us the story of how she evolved and really elevated the EA support function within Okta and ultimately created a world-class EA team there. So um, again, super excited to have this conversation with you and um, for you to share that whole journey of really defining what amazing support is and what it should be and how you got the team to that place. So, Great. Yeah. Um, So I guess to start us off here, the current chief product officer at Okta uh, has said that the EA team at Okta is the absolute best that she's ever worked with in her career, right. which is an incredible statement, an incredible testament to, to your legacy. So would love to understand what sort of standards you set for the admin team when you were the admin manager, and talk to us about the vision that you had when you came on board as the admin manager. Okay. My vision was to really um, hire executive assistants that were not focused so much on expenses and travel and calendaring, but executive assistants who could really partner with their executives um, 
executive assistants that wanted to learn about the executive's business so that they could help them really prioritize and, um, you know, make decisions on their behalf. I wanted them to be an extension of the executive. My goal was to hire EAs that could really, you know, just work so close with the executive that it would allow the executive to free his or her time to focus on other things. So as I was hiring this team of executive assistants, I was looking for key things during the interview process. Um, You know, I can read a resume and see if they can do the job or not. Mm -hmm. But I was looking for them to tell me about how they truly partnered with executives in the past, how they were strategic, how they took initiative, how they thought outside of the box, that sort of thing. So um, when I hired this team of executive assistants, it did take a while. (laughs) Um, I felt like we went through several candidates. They were great EAs. They just weren't the right EAs for the team that I wanted to hire at Okta. And so talking about um, that definition of partnership, right? Mm -hmm. Mm Because there's sort of like the tactical, like you said, there's the nuts and bolts, the fundamentals, expenses, whatever. But then there's the kind of support that really elevates Mm -hmm. the executive and gives them back their most precious commodity, which is time and and mental bandwidth. Mm -hmm. So talk to us about like... um, when you said, you know, you wanted this EA team to function as an extension mm-hmm. of the executive to really understand their business, to be a right. partner, like what are um, examples that come to mind of how executive assistants can do those types of things like and be that extension or be that partner? So a, a great EA, a strategic EA, um, a business partner will understand the executive's priorities and their targets and, you know, where they want that specific business unit to be. And once the EA actually understands that, they can help make decisions on the executive's behalf. Um, It also allows them to prioritize better. They can actually just take off without having to constantly check in with the executive. Now, in order to be that EA, you have to have buy-in from your executive. That is a key part of this. Mm -hmm. You know, if the executive is not willing to give you a seat at the table, um, allow you to sit in on meetings, have access to his or her inbox, it makes it a little bit more difficult when the executive really trusts the EA and really opens up and says, yes, please come to every meeting. Please understand my priorities and initiatives. And if you have any questions, please feel free to ask me. Once that is established, the EA can really take off. And, you know, if the executive is on a flight and there's no Wi-Fi and a decision needs to be made, the EA feels comfortable enough Mm -hmm. making that decision because the EA knows exactly how the executive thinks, what they would want to happen. Um, Also, the EA would have already had the conversation with the executive prior to the executive going offline saying, I know we have these things that are very critical right now. In case something happens, how would you like me to handle this? You know, um, if there's a decision that needs to be made or a meeting uh, that's urgent, is there a delegate that I should send to that meeting? Do you want me to go to that meeting? How do you want me to handle that? So it's just really staying... More than 10 steps ahead. (laughs) (laughs) If only it was 10 steps. You know. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, you know, and and eventually you build that trust, the executive and EA. It does go both ways. But the executive has to really know that 
their EA is going to do the right thing. They have to really trust them and just really be open to informing the EA as to like what exactly is going on in the business and what those priorities are for the EA to be able to, you know, respond quickly and really prioritize those yeah. things, yep. you know. Absolutely. So when you were hiring this team and assembling your mm-hmm. your your A team here, what were the qualities or the intangibles that you were looking for and interviewing for? Right. So as I said, I can see a resume and know if they can do the job or not. I don't want somebody that can just do the job. You know, I'm looking for more. I'm really looking for a partner. Um, And so I have, throughout the interview, I ask them to walk me through the resume. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking for those keywords, the strategic, taking initiative, partnering, thinking outside of the box. I also give sample, you know, scenarios Mm -hmm. and ask them to explain to me what they would do. And I can understand their thought process through that. What I really look for is an EA that is not going to say that something can't be done, but when they go back to the executive, that they have other options Mm -hmm. if the one that was, you know, suggested was not an option, right? So you never say no. (laughs) The answer is never no, it can't be done. You Mm -hmm. always come back with, look, I couldn't make that happen, Mm -hmm. but here are three other options. Mm -hmm. How would you like me to proceed? And so that's what I'm looking for is somebody that is willing to, you know, think outside of the box, go in a different direction, um, be very strategic with their thinking, you know, the EA may have got a no, but that EA may have also went to another person that was a key player in the decision making and saw a loophole and was able to make something else work. Yep. You know, that's what I'm really looking for. Not just somebody that's transactional right. or tactical. I really want somebody that wa- is eager mm-hmm. to be an EA, mm-hmm. that wants to learn about that business. Um, so if I'm hiring for legal, I would like an EA that's interested in legal. Mm-hmm. If I'm hiring for, you know, HR, I want somebody that they don't have to necessarily have the HR background, but I'm really looking for somebody that's interested in like people, HR, benefits, that org. Yep. Right. Um, just because each business unit really operates differently. And so I want somebody that is really excited about that position, who they're supporting. They have some understanding as far as like how things operate. Um, And so, yeah, that's it's so much more than just the tactical job that so many EAs out there I found Mm -hmm. are are capable of doing, you know, And, and the EA role to me has changed from like a secretary is like the old school EA, right? Yep. And that's more transactional and tactical. And it's really transformed into this business partner. who the executive oftentimes, you know, they'll say that that is their one most important hire because this person knows everything about the executive and they have to trust them with everything. You know, there's so much confidential information that we we know. And so this is a really important hire. You know, I mean, our entire business model <laughs> as a recruiting firm is predicated on the importance of this role. So, totally. yes, I agree 100 yeah. percent. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's game changing. I mean, yeah. that's why I, I use that word when describing you, because it literally is game changing. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. it gives you it empowers the executive in Absolutely. such a um, critical way. You know, I, when I was thinking about this conversation that we were going to be having and I was kind of going through some 
notes and, and whatnot that we, we've exchanged over the years. And, and one example came to mind. I think this just really um, highlights you know, the type of thinking that's important mm-hmm. to you and, and how you hired. And that was you were talking about an executive um, that you were hiring for. And you were saying that, you know, um, sometimes this person can can be known to change his mind a lot. He can mm-hmm. be kind of capricious. And it's like, OK, right. well, one day we're going to Chicago. OK, wait, no, we're not going to Chicago. Now we're going to New York. Right. OK, well, no, no, change that. Scratch that. Actually, we're going to go to Chicago, New York and uh, Boston. And, da, da, da. and so if you're the kind of EA who's just, you know, kind of um, kind of transactional, mm-hmm. but also if you're just kind of an order taker, right? right? And you're just sort of whatever, feeding and eating whatever yep. the executive is feeding you. And what you were encouraging at the time is the kind of EA that's going to take a step back and say, okay, hold up. Yep. You know, what? Let's, let's take a look at the big picture here. What are the priorities? Yep. How do we need to orient you? Yep. Right? Yep. So it's like that kind of thinking. Yeah. So to me, it is very important that the EA has confidence. So it takes confidence um, to push back on an executive. You know, not everyone can do it. But I get gave that specific EA um, some guidance, and I said, "Don't, don't be so quick <laughs> to respond. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, just wait a second. Let him go through everything he's going through, and then, yeah, prioritize it. Understand what the goal of this trip is, and then you can put something together to present to him." And you can say to him, hey, I think that this is a better suggestion. I know you want to hit customers, investors, prospects, and media. This is how I suggest you go about it. But unless you have the confidence to actually speak up and say that and to push back, you're just going to be like a rag doll. You're just going to be run ragged. But um, So that's something that I really instilled into my team. You want to, you know, have so much confidence you have the seat at the table. Um, if there's something that you know the answer to, speak up and tell them. Mm-hmm. You know, and our executives are so good. Um, they have really bought into the exec EA relationship, and they know in order to have this great relationship, they have to trust their EA, as I said before. Um, and a lot of them, as I was going through the hiring, I would sit down with the executive and I would say, what is it that you're looking for in an EA? And they would say, well, the majority of them said, I want what you and Todd have. And I said, okay, in order to get that, you have to have trust. And it does take time. And, you know, the first three to six months for Todd and I, it was a little awkward. I was building a team. I was still getting to know him. He didn't know what I was capable of. Um, And then once we got over, you know, I established the team. I have shown him who I am and what I can do. I've also had to tell him, hey, you know, I can do this. Mm -hmm. And once I told him, it was like, oh, you should have told me that a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Here you go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, just take all of this. And so um, I've really encouraged the EA team to own their career, to speak up. Um, I never wanted to hire an EA that just wanted to be in a box. I want people that are eager to learn new things, to work cross-functionally, that really want to just take the time to understand what we do and what their executives do. And if there's something, you know, a project that they're working on with marketing, spend some time with the marketing team. Understand what the goal of this project is and how you could be of more assistance. Again, the key here is to free up the executive's time. Yep. You know, and so it's like whatever you can do yep. to do that, yep. you want to make sure that you have the confidence to speak up and tell the executive, hey, I actually can take this on, for example. 
Um, I was at Okta, I want to say, three months, and um, we were doing an executive search. And I just kind of stood back and and let the um, team that was working on the search handle the search at the time. And, you know, I came five and a half years out of executive search, but I didn't want to step on any toes. I had enough work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I was building this EA team. I was supporting the CEO. I was preparing for an IPO. And I just didn't have the bandwidth to to step in at that time. And plus, again, I didn't want to step on anyone's toes. So that search failed. And I made a comment to Todd, our CEO, and I said, oh, man, like— I could have told you Mm. that was not going to work out. You Mm -hmm. know, the contract, the firm that we were using, um, the process. And he's like, oh, my gosh, why didn't you tell me? I want you to manage the next search. Mm. I have managed every exec search for him since. Wow. Yeah. And it just works. I mean, but. I that's an expertise of mine, right? Mm-hmm. I came out of search. I worked in search for five and a sure. half years. Yep. It makes sense. Um, and so that's just one example. Traditionally, EAs don't manage executive searches. But again, I'm trying to do everything I can to free up Todd's time so that he could focus on leading the company. If it means I'm managing executive searches, that's what I'm doing. Right. Well, and what I've always admired about you and the way that you approach your work in this profession is that you don't see yourself in a limited role. Oh, yeah. You. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, and that's the, that, I mean, quite frankly, that I think is what has, um, facilitated and enabled this incredible career that you've had because you see yourself and because you are a partner. You hold yourself to a high standard. You recognize the value of your experience. You recognize the value of yourself. You know how to own yourself. You know how to own the room. And you're not inhibited to do that. And so like going back to, it was a nice statement that you made a couple um, minutes ago, and I think it segues nicely around like, what is the mindset that you need to have to um, be that type of an EA. And you talked about one quality, which is confidence, mm-hmm. right? And I, I mean, I agree. Like, confidence is, like, the most it's, – it's huge, right? Yeah. Um, I think, like, that curiosity as well and, like, that intellectual curiosity. And mm-hmm. I know you've always been a huge advocate of your EA team in, in the, you know, encouraging them to get exposure, go to other, you know, departments, yep. learn, be a sponge, all that yep. kind of stuff. Um, but how do you, like – you can look for confidence. You can look for people that have confidence. I mean, is there a way to is there a way to develop confidence? Is there a way to take a person that's not necessarily confident and say, "Okay, be confident now," right? Like <laughs> how I mean, because I agree with you right. that 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 finding your voice, that confidence is at the root of that. Yeah. So, for me, um I really lead by example. And in our office, uh our old office now, Um, when I managed the team, we were sitting in our old office. And the way we sat was um, the EAs were grouped together and right behind us were the executives. And I liked that seating because I wanted my team to see the interaction that I had with Todd. I wanted them to see how I pushed back, how we banter, how, you know, we just worked together because I had a couple EAs 
that were promoted from recruiting coordinator mm-hmm. up to EA. And I saw a quality in them. They had already worked for Okta, so I knew what they were capable of doing. I just knew I needed to coach them, which I was totally fine doing. Um, and I knew that those girls did not have the confidence that it it took to mm. be a great EA. And so I would, you know, have conversations with Todd out loud. I would do things on purpose Mm -hmm. in front of them so that they could see how this interaction went. And I would have one-on-one meetings with each EA every month. I would also have monthly EA meetings. And the one thing that kept coming up was this confidence thing, Mm -hmm. right? The EAs would tell me when we were in one-on-one meetings, I just don't have the confidence to push back. How do you do it? Mm -hmm. And I would say to them, why don't you have the confidence? Like, mm-hmm. you are really good. Mm-hmm. You are great. And for me to say that, <laughs> it's kind of a big deal because I have a really high bar. Mm-hmm. And so I would tell them how wonderful they are. And then I would also say, why are you putting this person on a pedestal? I would ask. And they were just like, because they're an executive, you know, because I'm intimidated. And I would say to them, you know what? <laughs> They are people just like you and I. They are no, they don't do anything different than us. Mm -hmm. And if you put them on a pedestal, they're going to treat you as if they're on a pedestal Mm -hmm. and you're not on that pedestal. So treat them as they're your partner. And so I would show the team that I treated Todd, our CEO, as if he was my friend, partner. Yes, he's our CEO, but. We also have this partnership. He needs me just as much as I need him, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And so um, the team would really, (laughs) they really bought into it. And over time, what I did was because I saw this coming up over and over and over again, I decided that I was going to have a coach come in. So I had an organizational and development coach come in and she taught a session on Basically, how to boost confidence, but also how to have critical, crucial conversations. Mm -hmm. And that was very different than what you see in most organizations, you know, that training course on how to have crucial conversations. This, I wanted it to be more catered to the EA having to have a crucial conversation with their executive or other executives. Because when an EA doesn't have the confidence, it's very hard for them to have that crucial conversation. They tend to just sit there and kind of take what the exec is giving them and Instead of sitting up and having a voice. Because being <laughs> empowered feels good. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. so much of a better place to operate from yeah. than feeling like you're being minimized. Yeah. They they are really great EAs and that they need to have this confidence in order to speak up and push back and, and be right. more right. effective. Absolutely. And and also, like you said, I mean, owning owning what it is that you do. You know, maybe you're not uh, an expert in all things and no one's asking you right. to, you know, whatever, come up with the financial projection right. and forecast and yeah. the next product launch of the company. But in what you do right. and in and your authority and how you command and run, you know, air traffic control for your universe, absolutely, like, yeah. own that, right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious, like, how the changes that you made to the EA role have actually translated to tangible impact. Like can you can you point to tangible results or improvements that have taken root within Okta because of these modifications that you made to the mentality and, and to developing this team? 
I think that the executives have found true partners in their EAs, um, and they are at that place where they really trust them, and they can delegate. They, they, they have so much confidence <laughs> in their EA that they can direct some of their directs or other employees to their EA. There are times where employees never even make it to the executive because they just go to the EA. It's pretty well known in Okta that the EA team, they are real true business partners and they are an extension of the, the executive. So oftentimes employees just go directly to the EA. So that really frees up the executive's time mm -hmm. and they are able to focus on leading the company. Um, the executive assistants have really branched out and they are not just focused on the tactical transactional things. And so they're able to get more done and they're filling multiple positions. Mm -hmm. Okay. So instead of the executive hiring um, an executive assistant and a coordinator and a this person and that person, the executive assistant is really taking on several different roles. And I think that has been huge for Okta. Um, the executive feels very comfortable just saying to their EA, can you just figure this out? And they can trust that the executive assistant has the skills <laughs> and ability to go and figure it out. Yep. And you can't say that in many companies. Um, and you can't say that about many executive assistants. But the team that I have built um, they have really gone above and beyond the tra traditional EA. And so the executives are seeing that they have so much that they can offer, and they're starting to give them more. They also are starting to really understand what it is that their EA is passionate about, mm -hmm. and they're allowing them to go that route as well. Nice. So if there's an EA that loves events, yep. you know, instead of sending it to the events person, they're really allowing their EA to get involved because they want to keep their EAs happy as well, right? So um, I think the executive team has been extremely happy with um, the EAs that we have at Okta, and they really look at it as a partnership, and it has really allowed them to focus their efforts in other areas. Mm -hmm. So I'm... Um you mentioned before that you know the key the key word here is partnership and the partnership happens on both on both sides it yep. happens the ea partnering with the exec but it's also the exec partnering with the ea so what types of conversations did you have with the executive team to set ground rules mm -hmm. and set standards for how they also needed to conduct themselves in order for this partnership to flourish so going back to what I said earlier, which was I would meet with the executives ahead of time and ask them what it was that they were looking for in an EA. And they would say, you know, they wanted it to be similar to what Todd and I have. And so there were there were often times where I was meeting with executives telling them how they could get the best use of their EA and what they needed to do in order to, you know, have this relationship flourish. Yep. And so a lot of it was about allowing their EA into meetings and having a seat at the table. It's hard because a lot of people don't like to give access to the inbox, but that means you have to communicate more if you're not going to give that access. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, you know, it was really about trusting building this partnership, allowing them into things, allowing them to know things that, you know, even if it's confidential, they need to know in order to prioritize. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't always mask things or, you know, oh, this meeting needs to happen with these people. Okay, but I don't know what the title of that meeting is. And like, 
what exactly, how much time you need. You know, you just have to really trust and partner with your EA and and let them in and just say, hey, this is the situation, this is what's going on, and this is, you know, how urgent it is, make it happen. And with more information, the EA is is, is able to do more. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, And so the executives understood there were times where, you know, an executive may have handled a situation poorly. And I would talk to the executive and explain why we felt it was handled poorly and how he could have done it better um, and how important this relationship is. So what I've noticed is that... When executives have not had an EA before, they just don't know how to work with them. And so in those situations, I sat down and I actually coached the executive and I said, okay, here is how mm-hmm. you work with your EA. Mm-hmm. And this is what your EA can do for you, but this is what you need to do for them. And once that executive came in and understood, oh, wow, my EA can do all of these things. Oh, my gosh, that's so awesome. Okay, now I know how to use them. No, you're not just calling the the EA and saying, hey, can you make me a dinner reservation, you know, on the weekend mm-hmm. with my wife? Mm-hmm. Um, you're not just asking for expenses, but you're actually engaging with them on a deeper level and you're really partnering with them and you're inviting them to meetings, not to take meeting notes necessarily, but so they can understand what's going on in the business. So they could have more context. Sure. So they could better prioritize. Um, and so the the executives bought in pretty quickly. Um, they knew that they wanted to have an executive assistant that was able to do more, that wasn't dropping balls, that was thinking outside of the box that was strategic. And so, you know, once one hired a a solid EA, everyone wanted one, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? And so it's like, oh, can can I get one? Can I have one? Right. (laughs) You know, so um, it it happened pretty quickly. And it just took a couple conversations and a couple awesome hires for them to get on board. Yep. To to realize the value. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you ever have to have any conversations around like... um, I want you to have, you know, daily meetings with your EA to go over changing priorities or, you know, conversations like setting setting standards around communication and, you know, this is why your EA needs to hear from you or this is the frequency with which they need to hear from you. Like, did you have to get that granular ever or? I never had to have those conversations with the executive because I felt that that was really on the EA and a great EA knows what they need and they are able to ask for it. And they are able to say, in order for me to do my job well, this is what I need from you. And if they come into their one-on-ones and they have a list of things that they want to go over and they review the calendar for the next two weeks and they're asking questions and, you know, the executive is like, oh, wow, (laughs) he or she is on top of it, you know, and don't go to your one-on-one and wait for the executive to tell you all the things that they need. Like you need to have your list too, and you need to be, you know, requesting a few things yourself, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? So we have a question that we like to ask our guests as we're wrapping up and, uh, Funny enough, a lot of our guests, uh, the question is, you know, who would you like to support and why? And 
So many of our guests have said former President Barack Obama, which I laugh because you actually had the chance to meet him in your current role, yep. which is amazing. Uh, I think he was the keynote speaker at Octane. Yep. Yeah. So amazing. You got I the know. picture. It was so crazy. Yeah. It's so crazy. Um, but curious about who you would support, choose to support and, and why. So let me be very clear in saying that I love Todd McKinnon, and and he is such an awesome CEO to work with and for. Um, he truly treats me as a partner, a thought partner, a strategic partner, whatever kind of partner. <laughs> like he just, it, he has empowered me so much, and I'm just so thankful for the opportunity to work with him and at such an amazing company. Um, and as I thought through this question, you know, Barack Obama came up, and I'm like, no, I'm not into politics, and mm-hmm. I have to really be into <laughs> whatever, you know, whatever into. it is. Yeah. Right, yeah, I mean, to understand the business, right, and, and to really be excited about it. And so the person that came to mind for me was Oprah Winfrey, and that's because she's just so influential and impactful, and she stands for so much. And I feel like being a partner to Oprah, the avenues that, you know, I could explore and go down, and she seems like she would just be such a great person to work with. I feel like she would trust and partner, and she wouldn't, you know, look down on you or put you in the corner, but it would be very much, you know, um, a seat at the table, mm-hmm. and I want something like that. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel like I have something like Mm -hmm. that right now. And so I would have to move on to something only bigger and better. Right. right. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm not going backwards. So, um, and she just, she's amazing in so many different ways. I mean, she, she, I don't know her personally. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Wish I did. But she just seems to come from a place of like, authentic kindness that's right and like a really just a good soul yeah you know and and that's what I have in Todd and that's what I really don't know how I will work with anyone else in life that's not like that you know when when you know that the person that you support really believes in you and empowers you and trusts everything you do and and wants to teach you and, you know asks you the questions what is it that you want to do next how can I help you yep what are you interested in? Absolutely. You know? you, well, you're, 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 you're supporting not only the business and, and whatever that executive stands for, but you're supporting the qualities of who they are totally. and how they show up in life. Yep. And you want to work for somebody whose values and, mm-hmm. and demeanor and integrity you yes. align with. Yep. Um, so absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I love Super Soul Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> they, they got me through the, what is that, I-5 when you're driving oh from gosh. L.A. back to the Bay, and it's just like six hours of nothingness. Right. I was like, thank God for Super Soul Sundays. <laughs> Otherwise, it's over. Anyway, well, this has been so much fun. No, thanks I for really, me. really, really admire you so much. I've told you that many times, um, but I just admire your your belief and your conviction and how you... Um, how you operate, but just how you how you hold yourself and um, encourage others to hold themselves and to stand taller and stand prouder. And, you know, I think that's such an empowering um, point of view. And you've just been such an incredible advocate and mentor and leader 
to your teams as long as I've known you. Yeah. I know you've really developed and changed careers and lives. Yeah. And so thank you for, for sharing all of that You're with welcome. us today. Reach is brought to you by Maven Recruiting Group, who specializes in placing executive assistants and support staff to the Bay Area's most prominent executives and companies. You can learn more about Maven at www.mavenrec.com. Thank you.